My older son brought these to me as a wonderful surprise. Thank you so much. Beautiful. They just had a mist. Today is my mom. Yes, Evelyn Sellers, newly retired educator. And how many years of service did you put into the classroom? Uh, 32 years. 32 years. So obviously you have definitely have seen some changes between when you first started as to where education is now, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. What made you get into the uh, teaching profession? I hate to say this, but I was wanting to be a, a biology major work in a science lab. I came across a course, physics, that was totally Greek to me. And so I had to change my sources of education. And at that time, the only things that were really open to women were being a secretary, a nurse, or a teacher. About what year was this? This was 1959. So totally different time period for women. Yes, it was. I graduated from college in 1963 and with a teaching degree. My first job was in Roanoke, Virginia. I had 40 second graders and... Hear that again? 40 second graders. 40 second graders. Now, was that typical back then? Yes. You had large classes. No doubt, because my first year of fourth grade was 34. and That was pretty overwhelming for me at the time, so... 40 second graders must have been pretty overwhelming for you, right? Well, it was a different era where the parents really supported the school and supported the children. You were expected to behave in school. I had 40 second graders, but they all behaved. And so I didn't have any discipline problems, and it was just a matter of teaching them. I got paid $4,800 a year. That's $300 a month. But, of course, my... Apartment rent was $50. I shared with the roommate. My car payment was $50. You know, aside from the little utilities and everything, I had money to spend. Everybody's first-year experience is different. It kind of makes or breaks certain teachers. How would you define your first-year experience? Was it pretty much what you expected, and was it rewarding for you for the most part? It was better than I expected. I thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, I wondered why I was getting paid for having such a good time. Wow. <laughs> and this is your first year. This is my first kids, year. Yeah. You know, it was extremely enjoyable. Really, I look back on my teaching career, and aside from the last two years of teaching, I never considered it going to work. It was always going to school. But the last two years, it was going to work. <laughs> What led to the difference? Well, I think probably the biggest difference was whenever children were not held accountable and expectations were lowered. And the children come up to the expectations that they're set. Absolutely. If you set high expectations, the children will reach it. I think we're selling our young people short by not expecting great things from them. Also, the fact that children now are not accountable. There are no consequences. 
In my day, you were sent to the principal's office, and it was... It was a big deal back then. It was a big deal. In fact, I only had to send three or four children to the principal's office because I always took care of my own discipline. Boy, that was considered the end of the world almost for a child. And now, the last two years, they didn't care if they went or not. They uh, became regular customers. Regular customers. And it seems like a lot of kids want to go and vent to the principal about what the teacher's doing to them. Right. In a lot of cases, and that's definitely shifted. Another thing that may have changed, too, someone had told me and said, kids haven't changed. It's the way we've raised them that's changed. Exactly. Do you agree with that? Exactly. No, I think children are the same now as they were then. They want love. They want structure in the classroom. It makes them feel more secure if they've got structure and boundaries. I think that they'll crave these things in their home life as well as in the classroom. And without it, they're just floundering. It used to be, well, you can send me to the principal's office, but don't call home. And now it seems like, you know, the kids are wanting to, well, I don't want to call my mom or Call my dad and set you straight, basically. Right, exactly. Prior to when you first started teaching, probably, it was like you made a phone call home, you saw a difference. You know, you had a lot more parental support. Oh, yes, yes, there was a lot more parental support. And anything the teacher said was pretty much true. Right. And, of course, not all teachers are dedicated the way they're supposed to be. Right. But I think possibly more back whenever I taught. I mean, when you get paid that little bit of money and you still enjoy your job more than anything, I felt like that is probably the most worthwhile profession that you can ever go in. What made it so worthwhile? I would stay in a certain area, like uh, my last years. I taught 20 years in the same place. And I was able to see the teacher that became a teacher because of me. One of the children I taught was teaching at the same school that I was teaching in. She said that that she just felt like that she was kind of called to teaching. And I was one of the reasons that my classroom always felt so non-threatening and secure. And I provided a safe environment for the children where they felt like that they were important. I've seen children that in fifth grade who have just lost all of their self-esteem. They did not know the multiplication tables. And I would get them after school and help them. And I taught many of the whole multiplication tables and addition and subtraction and all that. And those basic facts, I saw one girl that was one of the managers down at Home Depot. And she said that she remembered me because I really taught math. And she said she hated math up until fifth grade. And then she just learned to love it. So you definitely have left a legacy on a lot of students, and that's got to be pretty rewarding with them when you see them so many years down the road. Right, whenever they got their own children and they stop me, you know, do you remember me? And it's very rewarding. The first and second graders, see, I taught from kindergarten to seventh grade and every grade in between because I like variety in my teaching. I didn't like to stay in first grade for 20 years. (laughs) I enjoy the variety and changing of grades. 
And one year I went from kindergarten to fifth grade. When I first came to the school where I had taught 20 years, I went from teaching seventh grade science to first grade. And that was a big... (laughs) Culture shock there. That was a culture shock, right. Uh, I like the older children. I like fourth and fifth graders. They seem so confused and everything. And it's just, it's it's a nice age group where they can do things and yet they still have maintained some of the sweetness of youth. Now you had mentioned too about helping kids to read in fifth grade, multiplication tables in fifth grade. I hear even in middle school these kids don't know their multiplication tables, division, fraction, facts, and uh, so many of them are so far behind in grading level in their reading skills. Why is this? Because we didn't see this very much when I was growing up, and certainly when you first started teaching. Right. Why are these kids so far behind, in your opinion, these days? Well, I think it's a lot of it has to do with setting low expectations. Some of the math programs and the reading programs, like they went through one year and a couple of years of having no phonics taught because they were scared to death of having a workbook page and thinking that this was going to restrict the child. So teachers, in your opinion, have a lot less freedom to teach, you think, these days? Oh, yes. We have so many more methods available to us, but at the same time, we're limited in what we can do, it seems like. Right. When a new math program comes out, it's just amazing how everybody jumps on the bandwagon and wants to deserve the old. Okay, why not take some of the old, some of the new, blend it together, because you know the old works. Because there's lots of teachers out there probably listening that have no support from the administration. What are some classroom management strategies that you found effective? Well, first of all, I think you have to choose your battles Mm. wisely and set up rules and regulations that can be kept and keep them. I think most teachers, they set up rules and regulations and then they let them slide. Yes. If they let them slide for so-and-so. And children respect Fairness. I love children. I love working with them today. I'm even in the after-school program. I'm lead teacher there because I just enjoy being with children. And to me, they're the whole future. And why not give them the very best? Just, just hang on and hold on to your values because those are the things that are important in education. If you love children and you want to see them succeed... Set high expectations for them, and they'll reach those goals. Definitely been a pleasure having the woman who brought me into the world. It was a pleasure to be here.
getting it, never um, snitching her, she did that. She was an awesome, awesome person. Um, but you're really great, you missed.